could strategize together. Let's hear it from an expert. Join the conversation, it's informative and free. You and me, let's talk some strategy. Here's your host, Doreen Morin Van Dam. Hello, hello. I am live after taking a week off last week when I was in Suriname. Uh, welcome, everybody. I am so glad that you're here um, for Strategy Talks. Um, it is wonderful to be back. Um, we are live, and I have a guest from Suriname with me today. But before I introduce you to him, I want to do a shout out to everybody who's here live with us, and a special shout out to those who might watch this on the replay. Last but not least, welcome to our podcast listeners. We thank you for listening to Strategy Talks. Um, and before I do uh, say hello to everybody else and to my guest, I want to do a special shout out to our sponsor, Social Insider. They are the intuitive dashboard for social media analytics, reporting, and competitors analysis for brands and agencies. If you need data, you need Social Insider. So without much further ado, I want to welcome my guest today, Jean-Luc. How are you today, Jean-Luc? Hi, Doreen. It's, it's almost like we planned this, but we didn't actually plan me being the first guest after you came from Suriname. So that's kind of I, we, we planned this band once in advance, so it's actually kind of funny. We did, so, yeah. we did. I sort of thought about planning this, but then we're not really going to talk about Suriname. But before we talk about what we are going to talk about, let me just make sure that people know who you are. Um, Jean-Luc is a loving father, a husband, an entrepreneur, an avid social media user with strong love for Suriname. And you do live in Suriname and you are from Suriname. And so um, we're going to talk today about reinventing yourself. So my first question to you is, um, what does it mean to reinvent yourself? And then you told me in the green room that you've reinvented yourself several times. So, so yeah. let's, let's, let's talk about that. So, so it's interesting because we're doing strategy talks, but we're basically doing strategy on life. And for me, it's also kind of when I was young, my, my mom made fun of me because I was like a teenager and you were like, she was like, you're having a midlife crisis as a teenager kind of situation. And, and the first reinvention I had to do, I was very pessimistic as, as a teenager, like even if during sporting events, I would just go out and I would be like telling my competitor, like during the tennis match, like, oh, you're going to beat me. And then. I would play better than expected, but still from a very pessimistic view. And then the first big change came when I started playing beach volleyball, where I became a youth champion of, um, of, of, of Suriname for beach volleyball, together with Dion Brudings, who actually became a nine-time local champion and Caribbean champion with the national team from Suriname. Um, and I didn't do that. I reinvented myself in, in different ways. So that was the biggest shift was going from a very pessimistic teenager to a very optimistic one. So seeing the positive when something went wrong, mm -hmm. uh, being excited just because I experienced uh, what it was like to succeed in, in certain areas of life and seeing like the benefits of it as well. 
And then the second time I had to reinvent myself was when I went to study in Europe. I studied in, in the Netherlands. I studied in, in Belgium, in the UK, and in, in Finland. And I had to change culturally. I had to change a lot. Like the, the Western European culture differs a lot from the South American Caribbean culture. So that was a big shift. And then also I had to, when I moved back to Suriname, and I decided like, I'm going to go back. I'm an only child. I want to be with my parents when they grow old. So when I moved back, that's another time I had to really reinvent myself as well. Because I did a Western study. I started urban development and planning which isn't really something, especially from a cultural perspective, it's not really something that you go back to South America and you say like, hey, um, yeah, we want to create a capital of culture. Yes, let's do that. It's not something that's really, so I had to reinvent myself there again. Yeah. And um, then I had to reinvent myself when I started my own business. I moved away from, I used to work for, uh, for an online agency. And then at a certain point, uh, there wasn't a fit anymore and I had to start for myself and I'm pretty much like everything I built at that agency was intellectual property of that agency so I had to reinvent like okay but what do I stand for do I even want to stay in this business or do mm. I want to do something with tourism or something that I enjoy as well and then the next reinvention came with most of us and that's why I feel this topic serves everyone when COVID hit then really people started saying like, okay, wait, what am I doing with my life? Is this the way I want to live my life? Hmm. And that's when I really, I was already in the process, but that's when I really decided I want to do more things that I love. I want to do things I enjoy. And, I, and I'm okay with being a little bit selfish on it. But because at the end of the day, if I'm not selfish, it, it kind of destroys me on the inside. So all these different reinventing processes helped me to kind of become the person that I am now where I'm finally satisfied with what I do. I love the company that I own and I co-founded. I love the people that I get to work with. And I love that I have time for my family as well. So let me ask you, every time you've reinvented yourself, Jean-Luc, it seems like you improved or you, you, you did a almost like a 360, right? You, you saw something, you decided to reinvent. Was this a natural process because of moving location several times and then it happened because of the pandemic. So is there a point, have you ever felt like you had to reinvent yourself because of not moving, not COVID, but because you had that within you? Were you unhappy? Did somebody point out to you and say, dude, you're so negative. Maybe it was your mother that time, but <laughs> is there a, is, is there like that, point that this gut is it a gut feeling is it a hey my life isn't oh, working no. anymore is it somebody else telling you from the outside it's time oh How no it it's work? only it's only when you look back at it you realize that you reinvented yourself it's a okay. very gradual process okay. like a lot of people are like yes we're going to jump and tomorrow it's going to be different like we all know like the beginning of the year we have these new year's resolutions and we all know which one sticks and which <laughs> one don't Right. And it all has to do with like how committed are you to making the shift? So um, for me, like what helps in my personality is I like change in the sense that I want to try new things and I get bored of the old things. But on the other hand, I'm really conservative. So mm -hmm. in the sense that if something works, I don't want to change it at all. So a lot of these times had there was an external factor mm -hmm. that uh, 
played a role as well. Like for instance, my kids were born. Like that has a very big impact. I'm an only child. I'm also married. So I married my wife almost 10 years ago. And then I had to change my, my kind of my life as well. But I didn't have to change it that much. But when my kids were born, I really had to change my structure, the whole way I lived my life. And um, actually, they kind of created the current structure that I have. I have this current structure is 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. in the morning and 6 p.m. and still 6 p.m. in the afternoon. Or at, uh, in the afternoon, those are the blocks every day that I spend with my children. It's like it's blocked. Those four hours a day, you can come in between. Of course, it happens now and then, but I bring them to school and I make sure that at night, that at least four times a week, we eat together, we have dinner together. So these are kind of things that they installed because that's not something naturally from me. I didn't have uh, fixed eating patterns before I had my children. Right. That, that came because of them. Mm -hmm. So that was a reinvention because of circumstances. And that's kind of yeah. what happened to a lot of us during the pandemic, right? We spent more time at home. We shifted priorities. We've realized that giving up things wasn't really giving up. We gained a lot more, right? Giving up the freedom to go do things or going out to eat or giving up travel actually brought us blessings. And I think that's something that, that you're kind of alluding to, like it's, it was a positive in the end, when you look back, right? When it happened, it was bad for all of us and it was bad for our economy and it was bad for people who didn't see their, their loved ones that were far away. But looking back at a lot of our lives, how it's changed since the pandemic, we're more aware of spending time with loved ones because we realize life's short. We spend more time at home. We realize that just going for a walk with our kids can satisfy that spending time with them. And so, yeah, I, I, I love that you use that as an example. So you I will also... quickly jump in, Doreen. I yeah, want to ask you a question. Yeah. Would, this show, would this show exist if there was no COVID? This show, strategy yeah. talks. No, yeah, no. So that's you're right. That's a that's a great question. It became, it was at the end of the pandemic last year that um, my um, several of my clients who I'd served during pandemic were coming back out of the upswing, and I knew that things were changing in their business, and I knew that in order to be seen and to establish myself back as that expert that I am in social media that I needed to show myself. So exactly a year ago in November of 2021, I decided to start strategy talks and I started January 1st. So that's a great, that's a great, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yes. well, we, we reinvent ourselves all the time. We're yeah. just not always aware of it. And we're not always aware of the circumstances that allow us to, to, to reinvent or, or pressure us to reinvent even. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So you also mentioned in the green room that, you know, the cool part about reinventing yourself, you don't start from scratch. Talk about that. Okay, so um, when I started blogging, like, uh, and writing newsletters, it, it often occurred to me, like, okay, this, when I compared it to, like, my colleagues or, or people that I consider on a similar level than I am, I noticed that for me, sometimes it was easier to write. And I tried to figure out, like, okay, but, 
I'm not really a big writer. Uh, I don't really like to write. I don't really like reading books all that much. Um, so why, where is this coming from? So I started looking back and then I realized like, wait, when I started with my personal branding, the first thing I did was actually blog. And before that, years before that, when I was studying, I used to be editor of a sports paper or a sports magazine for our, our, our uh, volleyball uh, association. So, and then I started realizing, oh, and I was also always writing articles for uh, our student, uh, student body as well. And before that, I was even writing blog posts as well. So, and then I started to realize, hold on, if I look back like at my history, there's a certain skill set that unsubconsciously I've been training for quite some time. And all you have to do is look back and understand like, hey, wait a minute, I already have this skill set. I'm just not aware. And it's funny because when you were in Suriname, we went to a client and you asked them the exact question saying like, hey, what is a skill that you actually possess that you're currently not using in your job? And that starts to get people thinking. And the best example of this I can give is like a really good friend of mine, Ajina. She used to be a youth swimmer and she used to be the best in the region. So she had records, like records for youth swimming in, in the region. And when she was like 15 or 16 years old, she, there was enough, there, in the region there wasn't enough competition and the gap between her and what she had to do to become the best, like to go to the Olympics and the commitment that she would have to make and people challenging you, it wasn't enough. She wanted to be with her friends. So she changed sports. She went from swimming to play volleyball and it was much more fun uh, for the parents. At that time, probably they were like, wait, you're giving up being like the best in your field to just being like somebody in a, in a team of starter, but not necessarily being the best. And she was like, yes, but I get to be around people. And then years later, when she was studying in the Netherlands, all of a sudden I asked her, so what are you doing? She's like, yeah, I'm a swimming coach. And at a point she realized like, hey, wait, I've like have 10 years of experience on basically the highest level of swimming and all that knowledge and all those skills that I have. I mean, like she made, made her into quite a good swimming coach so she could earn a little extra while she was studying as well. So it is these small things that we take for granted, things that we did on our youth or maybe 10 years ago, 15 years ago, which we are really skillful at, but because life came out at us, we kind of moved away. And these are kind of the things that when you start reinventing yourself or the things that you start to look towards the most, like, hey, what, what, what is actually the skill set that I have? And what are the things that I enjoy doing? And how can I incorporate those things more in my life? That's, that's really profound. So I looked at your website, um, jeanluc.sr. <laughs> and actually, it's, is it Jean-Luc or Jean-Luc? Jean-Luc, yeah, Jean-Luc.sr. Yeah, and um, it shows so much of your personality. And I, I love that. So go check that out, guys, if you're watching this. But you have, during COVID, reinvented yourself. You have this love for sports. And you decided that that was a great time to start this Lukey D show. So tell us a little bit more about what you're doing there and how that's changed how you're using social media and, and how that has um, changed what you do in your daily life. So I, as I mentioned in the beginning, when we started, like I was youth volleyball champ. We won, I think we only won one competition really. 
and we were like second a couple of times. But Dion and I, we used to be beach volleyball buddies and we used to play like sports together like five times a week. And we would go to his house and we would be together and I could fly in blind and he would be able to find me. That's how close connected we are. And then as we got older, our relationship, we never fell apart, but we didn't spend as much time together as we used to. And when we were both back in Suriname, uh, like before COVID, we always talked like, let's do something together. Let's do something together. And then um, while we were doing it, um, we were discussing it, but it never kind of, it never happened. And then when COVID, I think right before COVID hit, we were like, listen, can we spend one hour a week together? And we started a podcast. So we started off with a podcast and it was the Fashionante Brunings podcast. And we started talking about sports. So every week we would get together, we would take a topic and we would discuss it for, a, for an hour. And then it became two hours and we would separate it in two separate episodes. We put it out on Spotify and then COVID hit. And then we were like, hey, since we're not allowed to go out during COVID, and everybody, we had lockdown. So 10, 8 p.m. at night, the country was in complete lockdown. And we were like, okay, so why don't we have a sports show every Thursday from 9 o'clock till 10 o'clock? And that's how we basically started the Lucky D show. And it was through sports. And that way, we finally connected it again. And from that show, there came so many opportunities. One of our uh, people that listened uh, the most who was back in Belgium, Jeff, at a certain point, we were like, hey, we have to bring him in. First of all, he's, uh, he is a little bit more of a journalist than we are. He's actually a journalist who does uh, interviews for radio, for a local radio station as well. And, uh, but also, he, he had a different perspective. Dion and I, because we were beach buddies, beach volleyball, beach partners, we often had the same ideas and the same concept and we agreed on way too much and bringing jeff in brought like a, a perfect balance in having somebody who is giving us the insights from another perspective and that way the kind of the show kept on growing and growing and growing and opportunities kept on coming in and it's the first time that i where and, and I, there was a podcast recently where where david dash said i think it's stephen bartlett's podcast where he said like david dash said like as soon as it works, it's not fun anymore. And this mm. is really something that gradually grew into something that actually kind of, if you look at it from the outside, it's like, that's work. But for us, it isn't. And it isn't for, because it, it merges your passion and your knowledge yeah. and your friendship and all of those things. And that's, since, since COVID hit, since we started, we haven't missed a week. It's just on every week. Love like it. even if, if one if one of the three of us isn't available because we have to attend a wedding, a birthday party, whatever, the other two take over. Like it's 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 always there. It's every week. We start a little bit late sometimes, but it's there every week. We get like WhatsApp messages and post and, and messages, private messages like, hey, is the show going to be on? <laughs> and then we used to get that like last year. This year we don't get it anymore because they know. They know. They know you're they, on. They so know if you're late, on. If we're running late, it doesn't matter. And also, what doesn't matter is we're not tied to a production schedule. Right. So if the show needs to go on for three hours, the show goes on for three hours. I love that. I love that. So, Jean Luc, believe it or not, we're at almost 20 minutes. So, 
If you can give anybody advice in a nutshell, how to invent themselves, what are some one, two, three things that you can say, do this, look at this, do that. How, how does that, can you give us a couple of pointers okay. before we leave? So first one, look at your own DNA. Look what gets you excited, what gets you riled up, what you want to do, what you really like doing. Things that you missed from your childhood or just from five years ago or something that you really like. Secondly, don't be afraid. Like mm. it's it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be a challenge, but you shouldn't be afraid. You should just decide to go for it and um, accept that you're gonna have to learn a lot because mm -hmm. nothing at, at this point in life, nothing is like it's fixed in stone. There's no like one model that you can use and it, it will be a success. You you have to put in the work yourself. And then the third one is just start. And, mm. and the starting is very important because um, we always, there's a, a very popular song, uh, Sunscreen, and it basically says, worrying about the future is about as effective as trying to solve an algebra equation by chewing bubblegum. <laughs> so it's like, unless you start, you're not going to figure out the real hurdles that you're going to have. And Life is going to get you there. You're going to have to make the decisions. In the end, life is going to force you to make those decisions, whether it's worth it or not. Like nobody's saying like, jump in, just start your own business without being prepared for it. No, it's not, it's not reinventing yourself. It's not something that you just, you just go all in without any thought process behind it. But it's starting first to understand what are you doing? And the last example that I'm going to give, because we're, we're low on time already is, I get a lot of young entrepreneurs who reach out to me and they have all these great ideas. And the first thing I tell them is like, sell a hundred, sell your product or your service a hundred times first. And then when you sold it for a hundred times, then come to talk with me. Same with reinventing yourself. If you're going to do a podcast, do a hundred episodes first before you decide to like, yeah, or build a strategy for 10 years. And then you never really get around and you do one episode and it's done. So really start first. And when you start, that's, that's where the magic, ha magic happens. That's awesome. And I'm going to put Sarah's comment back up on screen. And for those of you who are listening, Sarah says, this is a fantastic topic and tips, especially at this reflective time as the seasons change. And for sure, November, December, when we look back at the past year, the successes and maybe the misses, because we learned from the things that didn't go right, and have that reflective time and have that self-reflective time on where did I spend the most time? Where was I loving my life? Where was I loving my work? Where was I loving my time spent um, with family? Or um, what project got me the most excited, right? And do more of that moving forward in 2023. And I love that you said do 100 episode podcast episodes first. I got the best tip last year when I started this strategy talks. Somebody said to me, um, invite 20 guests. Just go and invite them. Don't worry about the template or what you're going to do yet. Just invite them. And I did. I literally went and invited all my friends and because then I had the first 20 episodes set up, which is almost half the year. I had booked out into April before I even did my first show. And that was the best advice I got. Just get started. So um, we are we are now over by a couple of minutes. Jean-Luc, you are amazing. I love that you shared this um, with us, especially during this season. 
Um, appreciate you being here. Um, I know you're busy, especially with um, just having completed social media conference Suriname, which was amazing, by the way. And um, appreciate you coming out and hopefully inspired um, some of our listeners and those who watch here today to reflect on moving forward. I mean, that's all we want. And if you want to reach out to Jean-Luc, you can everywhere online. He's Jean-Luc um, SR, which is for Suriname right there. Um, you can see it on the screen if you're watching. Um, and um, reach out to me if you need a strategy for social media, but absolutely look back at what you love. Merge the passion, your mission, your skills, your knowledge, and um, you know, look forward to happiness. So Jean-Luc, any last parting words before we go? I think you said it all there is. And, and let's connect. Like that's the best way. I, I know you mentioned my website, but really reach out on LinkedIn, reach out on, on, on Instagram. I think those are the two main platforms that I will respond. LinkedIn is for me personally the best, but uh, let's, let's connect and let's, let's reinvent together. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for watching. I'll be back next week with another episode of Strategy Talks. I appreciate you being here. Bye, everybody.